So, welcome to the new setup of the room. Um, real quick, if you did not get like the giant handout <laughs> from like whenever you walked in, go ahead and raise your hand. Awesome, Shannon's gonna bring that by for you. Also, meet Shannon. She's my friend from Eastern. Uh, I went to Eastern Illinois University. She is my friend from there, and she's interested in campus ministry. So, this is what we're all about. Shannon, welcome. <laughs> all right, so as most of you guys know, we're going through our base camp series, which is just about, you know, providing tools, getting um, our feet wet with uh, different things that work with us, that work for us, um, to get to know God better, to know what we can do to figure out how to really live a solid Christian life. And so tonight, we're going to be going through the first way to study the Bible. And with studying the Bible, um, I have some questions for you guys. Um, You don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to. I'm not going to bully you into answering openly in front of everyone. But if you want to, that's fine, because it might encourage someone else that, oh, wow, I'm not the only one who feels this way. So question one, do you enjoy studying the Bible? Also, this is on your handout, so you can like also write in your own self-reflection, and maybe down the road, whenever you come back to this, it'll be like, huh, can't believe that changed. How awesome is that? Go God. So, do you enjoy studying the Bible? Heck yeah. All right, we got a heck yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> For me, it's like most times. Yeah, Aaron does. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but it depends on the format. Excellent. That sets us up like beautifully for the night. Go, Erin. <laughs> she knows what's up. <laughs> All right. Does the thought of studying the Bible overwhelm you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, either everyone does feel that or has felt that or will feel that. <laughs> it's okay. Whatever your answer is. We're not looking for a right answer or a good answer. It's just whatever's true. Have you tried to study the Bible before, but you just haven't found a way that clicks? Like, I've tried everything, but this isn't working. Thanks, man. (laughs) I went too hard during worship, and also I've been sick, but you guys won't get sick. I'm over it. (laughs) All right, so maybe you just haven't found a way that clicks. Maybe that's just all that's going on. Or have you ever not understood something in the Bible? Everyone's hands should straight, should just shoot right up because, yeah, it's a beautiful piece of literature, but there are some really hard things in there. (laughs) Things that we maybe have heard before and we hear it a lot. And then whenever you sit down to think about it, it's like, hmm, that doesn't quite sit well with me. And if we're honest, we really don't like some of the things that the Bible says. Right? It's nothing, it's okay if you felt that way. I mean, that's why you guys are here, right? To figure out what the Bible's all about, to figure out how to make this faith your own. Our experiences are, are all different, and we're going to uh, have different answers for these different times of our life. Things change. You know, it might be feel completely different tomorrow, like things change, and our attitudes toward the Bible change. Um, but, you know what? You're not alone. Uh, everyone in this room has different experiences, different thoughts, different feelings towards scripture, and those are all welcome. 
whether you don't even know where to start or if you've been doing the same thing that totally works for you and you've been doing that forever. Bible literacy isn't just for people who work in a church and it's not just for those who go to seminary. It's not just for like the super good Christians, the ones that we all wanna be like. They have their problems too, spoiler alert. But Bible literacy is for everyone, just meaning can I read the Bible? Can I study it? Do I understand what it's saying? So we don't know how to study the Bible. That's, that's the problem here, right? We either don't take the time to see what the Bible says. We don't know how to interact with the Bible on our own. You know, some of us might really love Bible study with other people, but whenever it's like in our own time, it's like very scary. It could be overwhelming. Um, but whatever the reason is that's, that's keeping you from studying your Bible, it's okay. Acknowledge it. Get it out there. We're moving on. That's what tonight's going to be about. It's just going to be a good starting point. And so even though it can be intimidating and it can be tricky, um, I would say tonight is a good starting point for what we have. Um, uh, and, and sometimes I think we miss what the point is of studying Scripture like, it's not just to be able to rattle off whatever answers that the Bible may have or to be able to, like, totally kill it in, like, Bible trivial pursuit. Like, that's not the point, right? <laughs> um, and, and so what, what is the point? What's, what's the point of studying Scripture? What have we been told is the point of studying Scripture? And so what tonight is all about is going to be very interactive and I think that's super fun. Some of you guys may be like, why did I come tonight? It's going to be fun. Just trust the process. We're going to be doing this together. Um, so I give you total permission to get out of your comfort zone and just do it because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And you'll have some help along the way. So tonight we're going to be going through uh, the inductive method. Has anyone heard of inductive Bible study before? Let's say that couch has. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Inductive method. This is one of my favorite things to do. Um, and if that seems like, oh, great, this is going to be a totally nerdy night. I actually think it's really fun, and I hope that it's fun for you guys tonight. But before that, we're going to set ourselves up tonight with some prayer. Um, get going with that so that we can really just get our minds in the right spot. So... Uh, Father God, I pray um, for this evening, um, for every student that's in this room, whether they haven't opened their Bible in years, if they don't have a Bible, if they have been reading it front to back, cover to cover, haven't memorized, that wherever um, any one person is tonight, that, that you speak to them, that you comfort them, give them the tools and um, and the ability to, to study your words so that we can get to know you more, um, to get that deeper connection, to learn about you, um, to learn uh, your thoughts and your commands and, and all this good, this good stuff that you have for us. Um, so God, thank you for um, your word, for the ability to study it. And I just pray for this evening um, to go well, to go smoothly, and that uh, you are with us every step of the way. And it's in your son's name. Amen. All right, so what does Scripture say about the Word? Um, we 
uh, kind of already went through this, but on your hand on your handouts, uh, you'll have four uh, pieces of scripture. Can I get one volunteer to read the first one? Timothy, go for it. Second Timothy chapter two verse fifteen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed who correctly handles the word of truth. Who correctly handles the word of truth. Correctly handles the word of truth. All right, how about that that next passage in Colossians? Who would like to read that? Kennedy, go for it. Loud and proud, girl. So whatever you do, in word or deed, giving thanks. In everything you do, in word or deed, so studying scripture, that'd be a deed, do it for the Lord. Okay. Uh, how about that Hebrews passage? Who's got that? I mean, you all have it, but who wants to read it? <laughs> all right, Carrie, go for it. The word is alive and active. What does that mean? <laughs> We're not getting into that tonight, but it's a big deal. It's strong. The word is important. All right, and then that last one. Who's got that? Those last couple of verses. <laughs> I'm staring right at you, Amy. You got it. <laughs> Man, so delight in your decrees, like, like to have delight, to enjoy this, to, you know, to meditate on this. We're going to figure out how to do that tonight. So, um, just a little bit of backstory for me. Well, the very first time I ever did inductive study was with my then boyfriend, now husband, uh, Ben West. And we knew each other for like maybe two weeks. And that was, like, hilarious because we are very different people, if you've ever met him. <laughs> I'm very emotional. Uh, he is very not. <laughs> and so whenever we came to Scripture together, I would notice things that just did not click with him. And he would, like, talk about all this, like, historical background and all this context. And I'm like, okay, mm. like, you didn't give me a cheat sheet. Like, what's that about, dude? <laughs> Worked out, got married. But it was, it was weird. Like, I, I loved it because, like, I had never had a boyfriend here. Like, I studied scripture with before. But it was also, like, very intimidating. And I felt totally, like, out of my realm, which I was. Um, and then uh, right after that, I joined leadership team which, by the way, information for that is out and available for you. And then I joined the leadership team, and these binders are full of inductive. And it's really funny seeing what stood out to me like five, six years ago. Five or six. Five or six, geez. And so it's, it's interesting to see like how my mind has changed through doing this for a long time. But I also want this to be encouraging because there's pictures of, let's see, 
that right there. So that's just like very small, and not all the pages look like that. Some of the pages are just like totally blank because I either forgot to do it or I had nothing to bring to the table. <laughs> um, but I want this to be encouraging as in like, yes, you can do this. Like, it looks very different for me now, but all those arrows, all those highlights, those are things that either stood out to me or that I had questions about, and that really is what drove me further into falling in love with studying the Bible because I had those questions. And just the same way that, you know, with Ben, I was like, this is, I am like totally out of my league. Like, this is not with him, but I mean, <laughs> anyways. But like, I, I was very intimidating being a student leader coming literally to this table with people who I thought were just so like Bible smart. And I was like, man, they've like, they haven't even been a Christian for that long. Like they know all this stuff and they've got like resources and they've got handouts and I just have my binder <laughs> and some like cool highlighters that I like splurged on. <laughs> and I felt very out of my element, but uh, I, I, I beg you <laughs> to not compare your process to others. Um, and all I mean by that is just that your unique, experience, your unique experiences and your individual thoughts and feelings and process, um, they're just as valuable as another person's. So if you're thinking it, write it down. If you're wondering it, write it down. And what I mean by write it down, we'll get to it later. And again, just me personally, I've never considered myself a very academic person. Hated school, hated it, I don't even know why I went. But did not like it, was not for me, but I'm here, it worked out, please go to your classes. But, <laughs> and so, but I just, I just, whenever I thought of studying the Bible, I was like, there's no way, like that, that's just not for me. And what I felt at that time was, I just, I'm just not smart enough to feel, to, to study the Bible. Well, let me tell you, I do it all the time now. I love it, I enjoy it, and that is very clearly like a lie from the enemy, right? Like it's not a surprise that, you know, not feeling smart compared to other people is like the way that Satan is trying to like get under my skin and to tempt me in that way, to think that, nope, can't do this, therefore I'm not gonna touch the Bible. Don't want anything to do with it. And so, with that question of, has anything in the Bible confused you? That's okay. In fact, that is welcome. We all have to start somewhere. And again, I'm thrilled that you guys are, are here tonight. And so, for the rest of the night, it's going to be like very tangible, hands-on. And if you're not ready, that's okay. I think you'll get there. All right, so what is inductive? I've said it a few times tonight. Inductive is just a way to, to study the Bible. Inductive is how we come to a conclusion based on facts. So, like, Sherlock Holmes, you know, if you guys are familiar, that is deductive. So Sherlock Holmes would come up to the crime scene, we obviously know what happened, like someone died or there's a mystery or whatever, and then based off of that, okay, we find different clues to, to make this line up, to make sure that this makes sense. Well, that's fine for Sherlock Holmes, and it's fine for other areas. But with Scripture, I think that can be tricky. I know that can be tricky because you can have this thought system or belief that's either been you know, preached to you or you've read somewhere, and then you find things to back that up. 
Well, that's a little bit backwards, and that can actually be very dangerous in a lot of ways of my doctrine is based on this. Well, I know that because I'm taking this verse way out of context. Really, to anyone? <laughs> okay, that's, that's not the way to do it. So what we want to do, we want to look at a chunk of scripture and we want to see, hmm, okay, I noticed this. Okay, I noticed that and this. What does that all mean? And what does it mean for me? So rather than deductive being the conclusion equals A plus B plus C, it's just flipped around. So inductive is A, this fact, B, this item, C, what I see right here, add it all together, boom, that's your conclusion. And so to, have in, to, to start inductive, here is all you need. You need scripture with whatever translation you have. Um, and like raise your hand if you have a phone. Raise your hand if you have a phone. Raise your hand if you have a phone. You guys have phones. All right. So, <laughs> so you have multiple like, translations like, like at any given moment if you own a phone, which is like half of you. So what you need, uh, scripture. Um, I will have it on your handout. It'll be all spaced out for you, all nice and tidy like that. Um, you need a piece of paper. That'd be nice, but you just have space below your things. And, uh, you know, a set of highlighters or colored pencils, that's, like, nice to have, not necessary. Um, I've done it with both, and both have worked. It's really just however you like it. Um, and the last thing you need is patience and time. You're just like, no, not more time. It's so worth it, you guys. I hope it ends up being, like, fun for you. But patience and time. You're not going to understand everything like, just like that. It's going to take time, and you're going to need patience. Okay, so, um, oh, another thing, uh, start small. Start with just, like, a small chunk of scripture. Even, like, one verse is fine. Like, I've done that before. <laughs> I've spent, like, a week on one verse because there's just so much to unpack in, in all of it. Um, and so, start small. And the first step of inductive is prayer. So you always want to pray for wisdom, discernment, for the Holy Spirit to guide your thoughts and the intentions of the passage. That is always the first thing you do. We don't want to rely on our own understanding, right? And then we get into uh, quote-unquote good stuff. Um, so first thing we do is observation. This might seem straightforward, might seem kind of boring, but this is really what's going to set you up nice for interpretation and application later. But observation, this is just what does the passage say? And don't underestimate this process. Um, like, you can't study what you don't know. You can't study what you can't see. So we're always going to start with observation. Um, we're looking for anything and everything. Read and reread. Do different translations. Um, and just read, reread. Read, reread. You never know what's going to stand out to you in different times. Um, read multiple translations, notice the differences and similarities. Um, what I like to do, get my yellow highlighter out or just draw a big fat circle. Every mention of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, so any aspect of God, take note of that. Um, and, you know, the Bible is, is our greatest resource to see who God is, to see what he's about, to see his character. Um, 
And it might surprise you how often just the mention of God is in Scripture until you start paying attention. And me personally, like I, I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about big words before of like all, every, like those all-encompassing words, like those really stand out to me. I always make a note of those. Um, and again, there's like a cheat sheet on your, in your guys' handout of like things to look for. Um, feel free to take time and color code those if you'd like. <laughs> Some people find that fun. Um, and just find what works for you. And, and pay attention to the obvious. There might be a word that we've heard a million times, but whenever we really start thinking about it, mm, I actually don't know what the word holy means. Oh, but I've heard it my whole life and I've been singing it forever. What does that mean? You know, pay attention to what seems obvious. All right, next step is gonna be interpretation. What does this text mean? What does it mean? And whenever we spend enough time in observation, um, then it sets us up nicely for interpretation. Um, I, it is very hard not to skip to this step um, because we just, we just really want the answers. We really want the answers. We don't really wanna sit in God's word. We don't wanna hear the spirit speak to us. We don't want to like, take our time with that, but don't, don't rush to interpretation. So take your time with observation, and then in interpretation, we wanna know what the meaning is behind the passage. So what does this word mean? What does this phrase mean in its context? Not only do, but what does it mean, but is it even significant? Does this, like, like what level of significance is this in this passage? Um, and let's see, and then it's like, what's the point? I, I find myself asking that in scripture a lot. It's like, well, what's the point of this? I find myself asking that in my life <laughs> often, like, well, what's the point of this? And I really do think that that actually stems from, like, studying the Bible in that way of, like, well, it's in here. Mm, what does that mean? Sitting with it, wrestling with it for a bit. Again, I give you permission. And this is the time to start cross-referencing. I know that might seem like it might be in the first step of like observing and you're like, oh, I know that's in another place of scripture. Stay just within that text at first. Then get to the cross-references and then start bringing those extra resources in. And in a few weeks, Ben is gonna have like all the resources you could ever want. <laughs> and so we're gonna have those ready for you. Um, and another thing about resources like, your friends are also resources. Your parents are resources. Staff are resources. So if you ever have a question, like, just taller at anyone, have a discussion. And that could also be really beneficial. But if you want to figure out what it is for yourself, try it on your own first. All right, and some extra tips for interpretation. Deal with the text objectively, which is almost impossible because we all have our own biases, right? Okay, seek to understand the author's original intended meaning for their original audience is always the goal. Deal with the te text objectively. Next is be committed to interpreting scripture in the light of its context. Again, that word context. <laughs> Always be concerned about the literary and, liter literary and historical context. Remember that scripture will not contradict scripture. Again, scripture can be tricky, but scripture will never contradict scripture. 
it's one big cohesive story. If something seems like it's butting heads, that's probably definitely a good idea. I need to dig a little deeper. Let's bust out a commentary or something. And um, last, uh, do not base your doctrine on an obscure passage of scripture. Uh, that's hard. <laughs> but we, we, I, th- I think we've all seen this probably in some way, shape, or form. Um, and whenever we do that, whenever we do like base our entire like view of God or a view of Christianity or our entire calling on like those weird, tricky passages of scripture, I think we miss the obvious, like the obvious just goodness of Jesus and the goodness of God. Um, so yeah, that's the last one. Don't base your doctrine on an obscure passage of scripture. Doesn't mean it can't shape the way that you think about things, but basing the entirety on it, not recommended. All right, and finally, this is the one that we all just want to read scripture and we want to figure out, okay, so what does that mean for me? Like, okay, why should I care? Well, we have application now, and this is how does this text relate to us? Um, I think we're pretty familiar with this one because the observation and the uh, interpretation has probably already been done in someone's office with the door closed with a bunch of books laying around them, and then the application is what gets like, shared to other people. Um, to know what applies to you, to see if you get any new commandments to obey, wrong attitudes to fix, actions in your life that the scripture calls you to change. Um, are there any new promises, conditional or unconditional? What are the conditions? And then finally, are there, are there new truths? Like, what blew your mind? Does this change anything? Maybe it changes everything. Uh, uh, does, does this section of scripture show you anything that needs to be corrected in your own beliefs and convictions? Um, hmm, never mind. Sorry, I thought about doing a tangent, but I won't. No, I won't. All right, so I'm sure this feels overwhelming so far, but now we are going to get into this together, but first, so a little bit of recap. Uh, What's the first step of inductive? Boom, who said pray? (laughs) Yeah, it's to pray. First step is to pray. Then it is... Observe. <laughs> then interpretation. Okay, application. All right, we all got it. You guys have your handouts. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to look at John, and we're going to be doing this together. Um, let's see. Okay, John 1, it's on your handout. Um, does everyone have a thing, something to write with? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read this. Um, so everyone go ahead and follow along in whatever you have. All right, John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Okay. Go ahead and reread it uh, by yourselves. Just 
in your heads. So not to rush, because I don't want to rush this process. But um, we're going to go ahead and just get to some observations. Um, feel free to use your handout if you want. Um, but first thing that just I just naturally do is, OK, what stood out to me? So this is going to be the um, interactive part. So I'm going to ask you to be interactive. <laughs> and don't be afraid. Like. You guys all seem trustworthy. <laughs> so um, we're not going to make fun of anyone, we're not going to bully anyone, which I don't think that was going to happen anyways. But now you've had an official warning. OK, so does anything stand out to anyone? Word. Word. Why? Who's? That was yeah, why? Um, I don't know. It's because I was like, right in the beginning three times, and it was just like. I need a pen, too. Shannon, can I have a pen? <laughs> You guys are so nice. Well, you guys need your own pins. <laughs> Thanks, man. We need an intern. Seriously, this is awesome. <laughs> also, she hadn't stapled all your guys' papers. <laughs> but, okay, so. So, word, because of its repetition. And how many times did you say? Three. Three. And it's capitalized. All right, so the word is used three times, and it's capitalized. Uh, what does like capitalization mean? Like just shot in the dark, anyone? Important. It's important. It's huh? It's a, it's a what? It's a pronoun. Mm. Did you say pronoun or proper noun? <laughs> That's okay, and we're not going to make fun of them. <laughs> well, I honestly thought you said, I thought you said pronoun on purpose. So that's interesting, but we're not going to jump to interpretation yet. All right, so what else stood out? Someone else, shout it out. God is also repeated three times. All right, so we're looking at repetition and how many times? Yeah, yeah, right, I was just like repeating it, yeah. Hmm, you guys are really good at those. <laughs> All right, what else? What stands out? Light of all mankind. I put a heart around the word light, and all is one of those like big words I was talking about. So like, all of mankind. Like, not just Ashley and like, not Kennedy. All of you. <laughs> Everyone. Like all of mankind. Interesting. All right, what else? Carrie? Nothing was made without God. Verse 3. Yeah, without him, nothing was made. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What else? I know, and, and again, like if, if it feels like it's like, oh my gosh, Hannah, come on, let's move on. All right, Jenna, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, in, through, with. I don't know what kind of word those are, but are those prepositions? They are prepositions. Look at that. <laughs> and I thought I wasn't academic. But <laughs> Aaron? Um, all of the hymns. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. And that's a question that I ran into this because I did this a little bit before you guys because I didn't want to just like go and find <laughs> But I did do just a teeny bit, I know. We can do it together another time, too. All right, and let's see. What else? Darkness. 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 All right. Light always overcomes the darkness. Say it again. Light always overcomes the darkness. You mm. can't hide any light. You can't hide any light. Yeah. Yeah. The darkness has not overcome it, it being the light. Yeah, light shines in the darkness. Darkness has not overcome it. You know, I don't know if this is giving it that, but I like how it says has not had. Like, it, it, it's like still going, like it has. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, that's, that is definitely in this step. So has not overcoming, has not overcome it. Never has, still hasn't. Nice. Yeah, well, some, something that stood out to me was beginning. Like, like, what kind of beginning are we talking about? Like, beginning, beginning, or like beginning of what? That's just a question I had. And so, actually, yeah, are there any questions? Because that usually pops up with observation. I have about, like, five question marks in this one. <laughs> yeah, any questions, Adam? Why does it feel so familiar? Why does it? <laughs> yeah, that's legitimate. Yeah, like, hmm, I think I've seen this before. I think I've read this before. Hmm, worth looking into, that's for sure. Anyone else, what questions? No, no bad questions, truly. I know people think that there are, I disagree. Wrong, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. And so something changes. Like, hmm, that's different. Okay. Yeah. What other questions? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just yell it out, girl. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait till we get to interpretation. <laughs> See, and that and that is exactly and like like that's like a perfect example of. Hmm, I see this. Oh well, I. But it's a it's it's a fine line. I think <laughs> sometimes of like what's, like what's interpretation, what's observation. But yeah, it definitely leads like right into that. Like, what is this? Yeah. Okay, what? 
It is the beginning of the book. Hmm, this is the very beginning of John 1. So, we're talking about the beginning in the beginning? Okay, all right. It's funny. <laughs> funny, interesting, not like funny, haha. I have to clarify that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so, so some of the questions that I had were <clears throat> like, seems like this light and dark are kind of at odds with each other. Is light active? Uh, seems like it. Does that mean darkness is active? What's that about? And like in verse 3 where it's like all things were made. Define all things. Like truly all things? Okay, all things. So what does that mean? And like, yeah, anyways. So you guys are seriously like really good at this. <laughs> and I'm like even that much more excited about tonight. So now we get to interpretation. So now we would get to those like cross-references and um, like answering those questions we had like, why on earth is word capitalized? And is it significant that things are mentioned three times? Like three things are mentioned three times? Hmm, okay, interesting. Uh, like what does, what does all of life mean? Devin, do you have something to say? Yeah. Wait, verse what? Okay, so this is interpretation, but go for it. Oh, I thought we were here. My bad. We are. <laughs> yes, no, I know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just like labeling it for everyone. Go for it. No, go. <laughs> Boom. Does that line up with what we're seeing here? Like, what do you guys think? Yes? Absolutely. You got a strong word. All right, why? Like, according to this, why? And again, no wrong answers. This is a process. I mean, I guess there are wrong answers, but I'm open to them all is what I'm saying. <laughs> what do you think, Timothy? Are you calling me out? Okay. I am. Yeah, because you brought it up. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard all that, but there's a lot of good stuff. And he also said the word ergo, and I thought that was cool. <laughs> but, but, even, but even with that, too, it's like, you know, constantly asking the question of, oh, well, how do we know that Jesus was in the beginning? Oh, how do we know this is Jesus? And I don't know, I'm probably more of a skeptic than, like, what's necessary. I feel like there's a healthy skepticism. And what I mean by that, not like, nothing in the Bible is true, but it's like, is this really what that means? Okay, yeah, that's what it says. Okay, then I trust it because it's God's word. <laughs> but um, yes, and so and so this this is the this is the process where we get to cross referencing. Um, someone 
Could someone turn to Genesis 1-1? Anyone? Just go for it. Looks like Bailey's got it. I'll let Bailey do it. Sorry, is that what you're doing? Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. We're patient. We're taking our time. We're patient with this, right? Okay. In the beginning. Whoa! In the beginning. Wow, that does sound familiar, doesn't it, Adam? In the beginning. Okay, that's exactly, those, those are the exact words that we have right here. Okay, so I go on. <laughs> mm, that also sounds familiar. In verse 3, here in John, through him all things were made. Okay. Cool, thanks. Sorry for interrupting you and yelling. <laughs> so yeah, that does sound familiar. Okay, and based off of what Genesis said and what Timothy said, yeah, sounds like Jesus was there in the beginning. Since this says it, sounds familiar. Um, does, does anything else, like other, does this, like, does it, sorry, I should have practiced this part more. Okay, so according to this, so we, we, we've named the word Jesus, okay? Like, do we, do we all feel okay about that? okay. You can be bold with your answers. That's fine. I welcome it. Encourage it. I think it's safe to say that yes. It's capitalized, so it's like a proper noun, right? And pronoun. I would say it's a pronoun, too. <laughs> um, and so, so, yeah, we see that. We see it. And so Jesus was in the beginning, and then through Jesus, all things were made. Without him, without Jesus, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And so then back to that question about darkness. When, does anyone know, I don't have the answer to this because I didn't get to this. Does anyone know like the first mention of like darkness in scripture? Ben? Verse 2. In Genesis, so the second verse in the entire Bible, we hear about darkness. Okay, so, wow, boom, just from these five verses, we're talking about a really big concept of light versus darkness, and wow, this issue has a really long history, like so long that it's since like the dawn of time. <laughs> okay, that's a big thing to think about. Let's see. And so I, I have some questions about light. So what are some properties of light? It's it's bright. You can see that that <laughs> Helen's pointing at the at the ceiling lights. That is true. <laughs> because of that, it's bright. We can see we can see each other. Serotonin. Amen to that. I'm sick of this cold. The vitamin D, we all need it. What else do we see? Let's, let's look at just verse 5. What properties do we have about light? It gets rid of the darkness. It gets rid of the darkness. Aaron? Mm, yeah. 
Man, I love it. Yeah. So light must be pretty powerful. Hmm? Like, this is really good, guys. All right, so that's what we have. And we could go into this so much more. I don't even know what time it is. But, mm, yeah, all right, well, we're, we're, we're going to put a pin in this for now. If you have more questions, if you, and, and this is even like without commentaries, guys. Like this is just us talking to each other, looking at scripture and what scripture says based in what we already know. And I find that pretty amazing that we're able to do that and that God has empowered us to, to have that ability. And so um, then we get to the last step, application. So uh, one of the things that is nice about this is like trying to sum it up in your own words, like in one sentence. It's like, okay, well, I know all of this now. Cool. Now what? What do I even do with this? Just like put it in a drawer and save it for later? Nah. (laughs) So how does this affect our lives? Like what does this mean for us? Does anyone want to take a stab at it? Boom, there we go. I like it. I like it. Jesus is the real light. Yeah, Jesus is the light. <laughs> yeah, a couple things that I put was similar to what you said, Karthik, was we have light in us because Jesus is in us. And that's also like within my own like study and like taking things from other other scripture that was like with extra cross-referencing. Um, and then darkness is at odds with light. So good is at odds with bad. We haven't quite named darkness yet, and that's fine, because that's a whole different thing that will open a big fat can of worms and wrong there tonight. But um, those are some things that I would encourage you to, um, to get into. And so... Does this feel less scary now? And if you weren't scared before, good for you. But so now what we're going to do, um, you guys are going to get to know each other. It's okay. Whatever your walk of life is, just you are welcome with other people. You are welcome here. All of your thoughts are welcome. Again, all of your life experiences, your thoughts, your feelings are completely valid. So if you're thinking something, it's a great idea to say it within the group. 